welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Joining me today is my very special guest. It's Mindy Williamson, Communications Director of the Iowa State Fair. And today, we're going to get a very special preview inside the fair, which kicks off on August the 12th. Hey, Mindy, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. I could talk about the Iowa State Fair all day long. I am sure, and you know, someday you're going to write a book on all your years of working there and experiences, and, and they will be, can't wait to read what the next chapter is going to be. So again, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to a great uh, conversation with you here. Now, the Iowa State Fair, America's Classic Fair. I had never heard that acronym before. Why is it called America's Classic Fair? Well, I think um, the Iowa State Fair is classic. It's also on, you know, the list of 1,000 things to do before you die because it is a little slice of Americana mixed in with some new exciting things. So we had a tall corn contest at one of the very first fairs, and we still have that 168 years later. Uh, we also had um, hog calling at one of our early 1900s fair, and we still have hog calling um, today. So you can come to the fair and try that new exciting food on a stick, but you can also travel back in time and be a part of one of the earliest competitions that we've um, had at the state fair. So I think that that um, little slice of mixing tradition with ingenuity is sort of what keeps us at the top of the fair list. Integrating that rich past and adding on to it with future things for future wows for everybody to experience and enjoy. Now, I noticed that you have been in your position about a little over six years there. And I know that what you're dealing with, all of the entities and organization, not every day is necessarily a bed of roses, maybe half a bed of roses on someday, but what is it that really, you know, kindles and fuels your passion for your position at the fair? Yeah, I would say working um, at a fair is, is a challenge, but um, I love uh, the excitement. I love um, showing people all the great things that we have here at the fair. You know, I work with a lot of different media groups uh, that come in and a lot of people have a predisposed idea of what a fair might look like or what Iowa might look like. And by the time those media folks are leaving, they're hugging us and they're, it's like they're leaving summer camp. Um, you know, they, they bought the shirt, they're carrying the corn dogs and that part to me is so exciting, just seeing it from other people's perspective. And um, the fact that we get to help people have a good time and have a vacation and enjoy themselves is pretty special. Really creating a special moments for everybody to experience and become part of that tradition and that culture that you have there with your fair. So, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you mentioned that this will be my seventh fair. So in the fair industry, we sort of talk about the years that we have worked in fairs, because that means you made it through uh, versus years. So I'll be working on my seventh fair, including that 2020 that sort of happened weirdly. Um, but each one is unique and different. My very first fair here at the Iowa State Fair, they have a soapbox every year. Um, of presidential candidates. And we had 22 candidates throughout the 11 days on our stage. 
2019, we had uh, close to that number of presidential candidates, and we had over 3,000 one-day media requests. So, um, you know, that is exciting, challenging, and um, pretty cool that we can have that position and that um, people can come and enjoy the fair uh, if they don't like politics, but also they get to get up, up close and personal and talk about politics if they want to. I would say that having that notoriety and that brand out there that you do have, the fact that you're able to draw and attract all those national candidates speaks volumes and volumes about the quality and the reputation of your fair across the country and beyond. Yeah, and it's one of the only places that you can see them on an old school soapbox. So we literally build a tiny little stage out of hay bales and they are wearing jeans, no suits, um, they're greeting people. Uh, so it is really kind of back to talking about traditions and what the Iowa State Fair stands for. Um, they definitely love that part of um, campaigning. You've never had to use actual soap on the candidate's mouth for something that comes out during it when they're on that soap. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> uh, not that I, I know of. Um, <laughs> you know, we, can't, we can't control what they say, but uh, I don't know that they've used any soap for that. Uh, maybe a few ridicules on uh, social <laughs> media, um, but they, they typically uh, end up having a pork chop on a stick while they're here and visiting the butter cow. There you go. Well, as you said, the Iowa State Fair has a long storied history. Let's kind of move more into the fair now. And first, uh, tell us, it looks like it began all the way back in 1854. This had to be one of the earliest state fairs in the country. Yeah, so 1854 it was one of the earlier ones. Um, and for a long time, the fair sort of moved around um, the state. So it was located in uh, some of our smaller towns uh, over the years. And then it ended up um, being in Fairfield a couple of years, which our mascot is named after. Um, and then it moved to its permanent home in the early 1900s. Um, Many of our buildings on the grounds uh, were erected in that early 1900s and they're on the historical registry. So um, our grandstand, for example, uh, has been renovated a couple times, but it's from the early 1900s. So someone donated some land um, on the west side of Des Moines, which if you've ever been to Des Moines in today's world, it spreads way further west um, than uh, it did in the early 1900s. And that was um, donated by a family and we still have a barn um, on one of our hills that was from that original farmstead. So um, it's very historic and uh, you know, the, the grounds have sort of, I love that they have sort of maintained that uh, historical feel and we've renovated a lot of buildings um, instead of building new um, things. That's awesome. It also looks like uh, in the early days that the fair moved to multiple locations before you settled on your current location. What was the timing on when you moved to where you are now? Um, early 1900s. So I would have to look it up in our historical highlights, which is up on our website. Um, but I know our uh, grandstand is from that early 1900s. Um, and also we have a, 
our agriculture building is also from the early 1900s. Our swine barn um, is also from those early 1900s. So I wanna say maybe between the eight, 1908 to 1912, somewhere in there, if I, if I had to guess. Okay, very good. And you've got a great location now. Now, what about the demographics of where you are and how many uh, acres? I noticed you have about 160 acres of campground in where you are now, about 12 major fair buildings. How many acres, total acres, is your site? Um, total, we have 450 acres. Um, a couple interesting things about the fairgrounds is that on our grounds, we also have the campgrounds uh, that you mentioned. So we have about 3,400 permanent um, camp camping sites that are full during the fair. There's actually a 20 year waiting list um, to get a camping spot. And that campground becomes the seventh largest city in Iowa for 11 days um, during the Iowa State Fair. Uh, four, five, probably six generations of people uh, that camping spot is passed down to. It's in people's wills and in their divorce decrees and all sorts of stuff. Um, also, we have each variety of tree um, that is present in Iowa is somewhere, can be found somewhere on our grounds here. Um, and then, of course, you talked about our his historical buildings, which include um, many of our livestock barns. So the swine barn, for example, our sheep barn um, and our horse pavilion are all on that um, historical registry. Excellent. Well, let's move into the fair now. And I noticed also that really your fair really kicks off with a giant parade on August the 11th, about a little after six o'clock in the evening, over 200 floats. Yeah, so it is one of Iowa's largest parade and I, I'm floored every time I um, hear that because there is no candy thrown out um, during this parade. Wow. Uh, but we have anything from uh, the people who have displays or businesses um, at the fair to a lot of dance troops or things that um, might be performing um, at the fair. So our parade is is huge, but it just speaks to you know the kickoff for what um, takes place the next 11 days. So a lot of people think that it's 10 days, but we'd like to remind them as often as we can that it's 11 fun-filled days. So don't forget that last day. And what a great way to really build momentum up as you lead into the first real official day too, the next the next day. So yeah, really exactly. And the the parade kind of goes down our downtown um, streets, so they're all lined, and we um, put that on TV on our public uh, television station as well. Now, give us just a very basic overview of the schedule itself. We're going to talk about specific parts of it as we walk through this a little bit more, but just the overall schedule. Yeah, so um, of course we post uh, all the activities each day on our website, um, but I can give you a general overview. You know, if you've never been here before, it might be a little bit um, confusing if you walk through the gate not knowing which way to turn with the 450 acres that we have. Um, we, we open the gates at 8. Um, our buildings open at 9, and they are open until uh, 8 p.m., 
And uh, we have livestock shows of different breeds and different barns that happen every single day. Um, we have businesses, merchandise, and um, machinery displays that also open at eight o'clock that you can walk through indoors and outdoors. We have um, about 200 food booths. Uh, they're run by about 90 different vendors. So our vendors have more than one uh, food location in their family and those open up as well uh, when our gates do. Um, and then we have throughout the day, three different stages of local free entertainment that happens throughout the day. At seven o'clock, those stages turn to either up and comers, came and once, or various other groups that we actually um, pay, but they're free to the fairgoer. We also have a kid stage that happens during the day. So those are usually like comedy acts or other things. Then in our open spaces on our grounds, we have um, like we, uh, we call them grounds or strolling entertainment. So that might be anything from uh, Kachunga, the alligator wrestler to um, disc golf dogs, or we've had sea lions in the past or acrobats. Um, and then uh, we also have on our grounds um, birthing, uh, a birthing building for animals. Um, so you can go see baby animals being born. And um, we also have a little hands on the farm. So still talking about the cornerstone of agriculture, which is, um, you know, where we started at and we make sure that that is still very present at the, the fair today. Lots going on every day. How many spectators do you anticipate now that we're where we're at now? Is it, did I see a little over a million that you anticipate usually? Yeah, so in a typical year, which now we all know after COVID that nothing is typical, but um, in a typical year, we have about 80 to 100,000 people who come here each day. Our record attendance was in 2019 of 1.17. Um, million people. So uh, we don't know what to expect this year uh, because of COVID. We did do a survey at the end of May um, statewide in about 11% of people uh, in Iowa at that time said that they might be a little hesitant uh, to come to the fair. Uh, but I think that number has probably changed um, since the, the end of um, May. And uh, if if concert ticket sales are an indicator of what our attendance will look like, um, we had a record number of concert tickets sold in 2019, and we're, we've well surpassed that number um, this year without even getting to the fair. So uh, we're looking to have a good crowd and good weather. That always dictates, you know, what attendance looks like. So. Um, all the expectations that we've had, historically speaking, um, are sort of thrown out the window. But if you look back in history to the Spanish flu, um, when uh, COVID popped up, uh, we did a little research on you know that 1900 Spanish flu and the Iowa State Fair was actually held that year um, because of the timing of when the flu hit um, sort of uh, was after 
the fair um, and then before the next fair. However, the fair following the Spanish flu was a record year for us. So um, we're kind of hoping that history repeats itself, uh, but we'll, it'll be, um, you know, dependent on a lot of different factors and we'll kind of see how, how that all plays out. Um, predicting wise, our, our budget and things, we budgeted on about 75% of that attendance because our budgets had to be done in November of 2020. Wow. Well, we're gonna break down some of these major areas uh, as we go through here a little bit more before our, our commercial plug here, if you will. But um, I noticed that also you have a variety of just general competitions available during the fair. And again, this would be a whole show in of itself, but there's a couple that really caught my eye right off the top that I have not seen in any of the other fairs that I've covered. A decorated diaper contest, <laughs> a Mr. Legs, Mr. Legs, and even a Fiddler's event. Yeah, so um, we have um, very creative people who help us um, put on the fair in those various contests are sort of managed by superintendents. So the decorated diaper contest is exactly what it sounds. And um, there's a lot of entries. It's one of those fair time contests is what we call it. And you show up that day and you enter and you participate and win a ribbon or some of those have, you know, a little bit of money um, involved in them. So Mr. Legs is the same. Uh, they have a bunch of different categories of like hairiest legs, scrawniest <laughs> legs. Um, and uh, a couple of years ago, our winner was all the way from Australia. So um, I don't know if that, uh, I don't know that he planned on entering, but people sure get involved. Some of my favorite contests are um, the ones that exist at Pioneer Hall. So the Fiddlers are up there. Um, we have a, a youth and an adult, uh, but also up at Pioneer Hall are some silly things like mom calling, uh, kid joke telling. Uh, we have cow chip throwing. Um, so there's uh, any given day when you show up here, there's a crazy zany contest that you can enter um, while you're here. We still have outhouse races. Um, when I was standing there watching it in 2019, there was a kid standing beside me and he said, what are outhouses? So. Um, <laughs> well, hold your breath on that contest. Well, we do want to give a very special shout out to all of our partners that make our program possible. That includes the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, Culver's Restaurant of Marysville, Ohio, UTC's Farm Market of Plain City, Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Holbrook and Mantor CPAs of Central Ohio, and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. You'll find great products and services at all of our show partners. Mindy, the heart of any fair is always about the youth, the kids, the junior fair parts, the FFA competitions and 4-H competitions. Just a, a word on that, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are blessed here in Iowa, and I don't know where other states um, sit, and I'm a, I'm a little biased. I'm a 4-H alumni, but um, those uh, youth livestock um, 
4-H and FFA uh, exhibitors are some of my favorites and we continue to see strong, if not growing numbers. Uh, we have increases in hogs, for example, big increases in goats um, that we see. In 2020, we weren't able to have a real fair, uh, but our fair board felt it critical to continue with a livestock show similar to what other fairs did. And I know Ohio is doing something similar for 2021 as well. Uh, we had it limited for attendees um, and exhibitors could still bring their livestock that you know they had been getting ready for the, the actual fair. Um, and then we had a lot of volunteers um, that helped us pull that off. We put it over three weekends. Um, so we did different breeds um, and different barns so that we could space people out. And um, we safely were able to hold uh, what we called um, our special edition youth uh, livestock 4-H and FFA shows. Uh, and I think people were really happy that we were able to sort of do that. In Iowa, you don't have to qualify for the state fair. Um, you can enter your livestock without going through the county fair circuit. Um, so those animals had been uh, specifically, you know, bred or purchased or raised um, for the state fair. Uh, and we saw really strong numbers there. There were almost 900 for each kids over 1300 FFA kids um, that exhibited during those three weekends. So that's very interesting. Really that opportunity is there uh, for the kids to participate at that level without going through another tier. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go to a fair, you've got to find and discover that fair food that you can't get anywhere else. And boy, I tell you what, looking at the list and going through your list of some of the foods and things that you have available, I was in a major gastronomical seizure basically with it. But I also saw that you have about 63 new foods this year, rattlesnake sausage, atomic strawberry shortcake, and even Hawaiian chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, so our concessionaires are so creative um, in food. When we do survey work about uh, consumers at the fair, food is the number one reason that they come to the fair. So we know it's important and we know they like um, trying you know, what's new. So our concessionaires are really creative when they um, come up with the, the new food. We have a new food contest that they can also participate in, which drums up some extra interest. But uh, that atomic strawberry shortcake, I asked what made it atomic. And they said, because it actually has vanilla ice cream in it in oh, addition to uh, whipped cream. So that's the atomic part. Um, and the Hawaiian chicken sandwich is also new, but there's also a Hawaiian ice cream, um, a luau ice cream that's actually in a pineapple that has um, blue ice cream mixed with crab in the ice mm. cream. So I've not tried it. It sounds weird, but um, sometimes those weird things are the next uh, best thing here at the fair. Uh, we also have a couple of new vendors. So we have like a, a new uh, noodle 
vendor. We have a new poutine uh, vendor. We have a yum yum booth um, that's new. So not only do we get some new foods, but we get some new vendors here. You could spend your entire day just eating <laughs> food here at the fair if you wanted to. You also have an extensive healthy food choices listing on your website that listed all of the healthy choice foods that, that you could have if you, if you so desire to. And that's very intriguing to me because I hadn't seen that before at a lot of fairs. Yeah, so I think it's important to note that, you know, not all fair food is deep fried or, you know, dipped in butter or those sorts of things. So uh, we have some really good healthy foods here and we, we joke at the fair, you know, that calories don't count here, but we know that, you know, that's important to people. We have a short gluten-free list um, as well as our healthy foods. And then um, for those on a budget, we also have the value items, which are three or $4 um, or less. So you can kind of pick and choose. There's something on there for everyone. And in typical fair fashion, uh, we even put salad on a stick for the, the healthy foods. Wow. So if somebody comes to the Iowa State Fair, what is it that is the mainstay every year? You, you cannot leave the fair without having this one item. Is it something to do with, with pork? Well, yes, we do have pork chops on a stick and, you know, um, that's just an anatomical stick that comes with the pork chop. Uh, so that's very popular. Thousands of those are, are sold here at the fair. But I would say the most iconic thing that we have um, is the butter cow. Uh, so our dairy producers um, in the uh, 1900s uh, were having a hard time selling butter and um selling dairy products, actually. So they said, okay, let's be creative. Let's think outside the box. Let's make this giant um, sculpture and let's make it out of butter to show, you know, versatility and, and talk about things like that. So we've only had, I think you talked to Sarah Pratt, our butter sculptor at, at some point um, on your show. You know, she's, I think maybe the fifth um, yes. butter sculptor that we have had. And um, it's very iconic. And I think the history on it is, is really interesting um, to think that someone was thinking outside the box and it's still here um, today. So we joke, if you haven't seen the butter cow, then you haven't been to the Iowa State Fair, kind of like if you go to church and you don't have the program, like who says you were there. <laughs> will melt right through to your heart. There you go. Right. Did she tell you how many pieces of toast could be buttered with uh, that? Was it something like 19,000 pieces of toast? And she uses 1,400 pounds of salted butter. And the butter is actually recycled. Excellent. Yes, it smells a little weird. Uh, but Sarah <laughs> likes it. It's a little more pliable, I think. Well, grandstand entertainment is a whole nother major area that people really enjoy because they get to see, you know, name stars from many different genres uh, at a fair and at a price point that, you know, is nowhere near if they were to go to an indoor venue across the country. You've got some great acts coming up here. I mean, for the country folks, Blake Shelton doesn't get much better than that, I wouldn't think. Those that like the oldies and You've got the Beach Boys. I see Cole Swindle. You've got a whole bunch of other ones across. 
Talk just a second about the Grandstand Entertainment and what's the best way for people to access tickets? I know these probably are going really fast right now. Yeah, so um, we had five of our 11 concerts um, rescheduled from 2020. So we put those tickets on sale in 2020 before uh, COVID hit and those artists um, rebooked with us for 2021. The rest of the concerts we sort of doled out starting in January with Blake Shelton. Um, Blake Shelton, Chris Stapleton, um, Sam Hunt, uh, Dan and Shay, those are, and Cole Swindell and Dustin Lynch are sort of the country concerts that we have. Um, we have Boys to Men, they're 90s pop with Belle Biv DeBeau. Um, for uh, classic rock, we have Styx with Tesla. And um, you mentioned Beach Boys and the Doobie Brothers. So the Doobie Brothers, this one's unique because Michael McDonald is with them. He's not always uh, with them. So we're really excited about that. And our first night of the Iowa State Fair, every year we have a Christian band and we have casting crowns. So tickets are still available for most of the concerts. They're getting slim pickings for Blake and Chris Stapleton, but those are available on our website, iowastatefair.org. You can go out and you did mention that they, we price point them um, so that you can afford to come out to the fair and see, you know, these artists and uh, that is the reason that 2018, I believe, we added about uh, 2,500, no, 4,500 seats in our grandstand so that we could, you know, spread out the cost of those um, rising artists and that we could increase the stage size so that we could um, attract, you know, the, the big guys like Blake Shelton, the top guys like Chris Stapleton. So, um, improving things on our end, but yet keeping it still affordable so you can come see the concerts. And across the board, diversity in the genres that are offered. So again, they're appealing to a wide base in terms of musical interest. You also have a very large entertainment ride amusement section. I see a giant slide front and center and even a thrill zone uh, again. So there's something uh, for all ages to enjoy with that. Now, if somebody wants general admission tickets to the fair itself, first of all, what is the cost and how can they get them? Yeah, so you can go to our website. Um, if you are from the central Iowa or um, uh, Iowa area, you can get those at Hy-Vee, Fairway, Cash Saver, and Price Chopper. Um, or you can get them at our ticket office here on the fairgrounds. But iowastatefair.org, I think, is the easiest way to do that. And you'll save $5 if you do that before uh, the fair starts. So you have to get those by August 11th in order to save $5. They're $14 at the gate for an adult. Uh, so you definitely want to save that money um, and spend it on a corn dog or so uh, a lemonade once you get here. Uh, also on our website are tickets uh, for the giant slide. Um, you mentioned that the yield mill, um, our thrill park wristbands are also on there. It's very easy at the top of our website, iowastatefair.org. You click on buy tickets and it'll take you right uh, where you need to go. Excellent. We will post uh, some of those sites up on our That's Agritastic Facebook page as a point of reference as well. Now, there's no question, you know, as we said at the onset, I am sure that I could talk to you probably the rest of the day and we still would have more to talk about with it. But 
what I can understand now, I really can appreciate the first time I've done an interview on the Iowa State Fair, and I can say I can understand why it is called America's Classic Fair. And you also have another acronym that I saw that nothing compares to the Iowa State Fair. Uh, I saw that as well. So that's really putting it out there. Um, but, but again, I can see, uh, again, so much to do, so much to experience, and, and combining agricultural experience uh, with entertainment, all bringing that together. Uh, there's no question it's going to be a very high quality event for everybody to experience. And again, it starts with the parade on August 11th and it goes to the 22nd. Now, uh, you've mentioned your social media. Any other sites that you're out there? I, one thing I did catch my eye was that you have an app uh, that people can uh, hook on to, link into, and they can get all the updates on a daily basis of what's going on. That's probably a, a very good point to uh, put on your cell phone. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. So our app is out there. It's for Apple and Android users. You download that. You can make your perfect day. Uh, you can save some things to your schedule. Click on your favorite foods. Um, pretty much plan your, your stop before you get here. So our website and our app are probably the most up-to-date information um, that we have out there. So that's a great thing to do. We also have a text alert. Um, so you can sign up for the latest and greatest. We give away concert tickets and other good things, but we also alert you to the new things that are happening. And that's at 844-844-8508. Uh, you can get general fair updates, uh, but we also have a super cute text for when a baby animal is born here at the fair. And you can sign up for baby text alerts um, as well. Have it all covered, I think, and then some. Mindy, what's the final gem that you want to put out and really share with everybody about the Iowa State Fair and really what makes it so unique? Yeah, you know, I think the Iowa State Fair, um, you know, I'm biased and, uh, you know, I, I help behind the scenes, but I also was a fair goer. Uh, before I worked here. So nothing compares is our tagline. We trademarked it because we're so confident uh, that we have a pretty good game here. Uh, but I think you have to come out, you have to experience, you have to see it. Um, I guarantee you're going to love some of it, uh, whether that be foods, the entertainment, the agriculture that we have here. Um, there's something for everyone. And I think um, I can't do it justice with words. Um, I think that is the key is that it is just um, a total experience um, that you will not forget. Well, thank you again so much for taking time out of your ultra busy schedule, really providing us with a very engaging inside preview of this year's Iowa State Fair again, starting on the 11th with the parade and going through the 22nd. Hey, make it conducive to you for your outstanding leadership to all of your entire fair staff, your board, the exhibitors, the vendors, the junior fair participants, and the thousands of volunteers with their dedicated professional efforts year round in putting on such a premium state fair for all citizens to really enjoy. Hey, and do keep us in the loop uh, with what's going on. Maybe we'll touch base with you after the fair is over again and see how everything went as well. We'd also like to do a very special acknowledgement to our show partners. Again, Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio. You'll find great rates for ag, commercial, and residential projects combined with outstanding personal customer service. Check them out today at liberty.bank slash office Marysville. 
went to its farm market up Plain City, Ohio, your one-stop shop for all your favorite Amish cheeses, deli meats, baked goods, and fresh produce. Their corn crib is now open, and believe me, it is fully stocked. Right now, you'll find mouth-watering Indiana melons, succulent sweet corn, and much more. They're open Monday to Saturday, 9 to 5. They're on Congress Up Road, Upper Route 42 in Plain City. Find them online at UTSFarmMarket.com and on Facebook. UTS Farm Market, it's worth the drive. The Central Ohio Farm Bureau, Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, a grassroots membership organization dedicated to strengthening and sustaining agriculture through policy advocacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding member benefits. Find them on Facebook at Central Ohio Farm Bureau. And for more information, you can contact Melinda Lee, Organization Director at mlee at ofbf.org. That's mlee at ofbf.org. Holbrook and Mantor CPAs of Central Ohio, with over 100 years of professional service and real ag experience. They are your source for accountants that know the farm industry. They're ready to help and grow your business. Go to agribusinessaccounting.com today. That's agribusinessaccounting.com. Culver's Restaurant in Marysville, offering an outstanding array of those value-added baskets which include their famous butter burgers. And right now they have those pretzel bun burgers. I'm getting hungry as I speak. And we'll also enjoy fresh daily custard products with concrete mixers, sundaes, and much more. They're open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Go to culver's.com slash restaurant slash marysville dash oh. Welcome to Delicious and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, cultivating a future in which sustainable and organic farmers thrive. Local food nourishes our communities and ag practices protect and enhance our environment. Now's the perfect time to become a member, offering a diverse variety of value-added benefits, including organic certification, educational events, led by experts, one-on-one technical support to start or grow your business. Go to oeffa.org. That's oeffa.org. Your support of all of our show partners makes a huge positive difference. Well, join us again as we continue our ag journey across the country. You can follow us on Facebook at That's Agritastic for ag show details, event announcements, and much more. Until the next time, this is Pete Emmons saying, make it an agritastic week. <laughs>